Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday. Alright, back in the same room. It's Feels weird to, does it weird is it weird to look each other in the eyes? Yeah. It is. <laughs> It's 58. That's Carl Banks. That is Carl Banks. There you go. For you. Uh, hey, wh- what do you think about... Who do you want the Giants to take with their first pick? They're going to take the chosen one. They're not going to... I don't. I thought you didn't want them to take a quarterback. They're taking a quarterback. I don't know if they are. You think they're taking Barkley? No, because I think Barkley... I, I was just listening to this on the way over. I think Barkley's going to go one. I think Cleveland's going to take Barkley at one and then take a quarterback at four. And now they have, like, their offense. Why would they take Barkley at one? Because supposedly he's, like, a once-in-a-lifetime player. The guy just did a 41-inch vertical. Just he's, not, he's not a number one overall. Dude, that guy Josh Allen was throwing, like, 75-yard bombs at the combine today. Who's Josh Allen? What is that his name? Josh Allen? Who? The g- guy from uh, Wyoming. Who's the oh, I don't know. Okay. They're saying that he's going to be, like, the number one pick. Yeah. I don't know. From what I understand... Supposedly that guy threw 90 yards in the air before the uh, combine. And during the combine, he's been throwing like 75-yard bombs, hitting people in stride. There's also a rumor that the Browns... And this is a this is supposedly a very legitimate conversation that's happened in their locker room. Um, that the Browns are thinking about taking a quarterback at one and at four. They're not doing that. Didn't, it's, yeah. Mm. There's no way. I mean, what, do they use it as trade, I guess? They trade them right away? Oh, they just, because you got a 50-50 chance of, of them being, like... A, good or not good? Yeah, so, like, why not use both nah. of our chips? No, nah, that's stupid. Not saying that the Browns have made good decisions in their lives, but lifespan, but... Uh, right. They're not doing that. Um, I uh, mean, maybe if Kevin Costner was around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He'd be able to make some fucking sick deal. Um, I did not know that Alfred Payton was on the Suns. It's pretty good. I yeah, like Alfred was, Payton. Yeah, he was one of the. He got traded uh, before the trade deadline. I didn't realize that. That he happened. had like a. He had a really good. He had a triple double the second game as the Suns. He was having a pretty good. He's kind of went a little quiet now, but yeah, he's good. Maybe your team's not going to be so bad. Maybe not. You got some pieces. What if they? What if they draft? Um, what's his name? Jaron Jackson from Michigan State, and then you've got Josh Jackson and Jaron Jack. That's gonna be really confusing. That is gonna be. Uh, 
So Josh Jackson has J.O. Jackson on the back of his... Uh, yeah, yeah. And J.A. Jackson. Yeah, I don't like the double initial. <laughs> so those are some things I was thinking about nice. with you uh, that pertain to you and your life. We've been off for uh, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, was that part of your notes? I did write that down. I was going to skate over it, but since you brought it up, um, I was going to talk about how you're, you're, you're not making time for the podcast. When you, Dude, I got stuff to do. I understand, but you made a commitment to do this. Not only did you make a commitment, you created this. I don't remember this. I figure, I feel like you uh, no. said you were you, you came to me and said, I, I want to do a podcast. Do you want to do it? And I said, yes. So regardless if I if I started or you did, it Dude, wasn't a it wasn't a tough sell. Let me ask you a question: Are people like dying for a podcast every week? Can we take a week off every now and then? If you, I'm just saying, if you, it's not about that. It's like you made a commitment, and it's not just for you. There's other people involved. Who's other people? Me. <laughs> and I've I've brought my fucking microphone to Hawaii. I brought it to like, you know, I think I went to something like nine cities and I brought it with me Did to all of them. Did you put your bag over the weight limit? No, but I mean, I made, I made the time to do it because I've made a commitment and I honor my commitments and you need to do the same. We could have, you could, probably could have taken a week off and, uh, when you went to Hawaii. But I made, but I, it's not the point. I made a commitment to you to do it. So okay. I'm going to do it. And like I expect maybe, the maybe same. Maybe she uh, be a little looser. No, because what, what's the point then? We'll have more things to talk about. And we'll be able to do a lot more research. No. All right. I mean, I'll do it. I'll do that. But the, the minute you start... See, your priorities are screwed up. Because you'll find time to go see Annihilation, okay, in the middle of the week. But you won't find time... To have a phone conversation, and it's not like when you were when you were down in South Carolina, you had to do anything. You just had a call. You just had to call in. I had to put everything else together. Not that it's a lot. There's not there's not a lot to it. I'm not trying to pretend that. But all you had to do was make a phone call for like you could even make it short. Like when I was away, I was busy. I was like, all right, I just had to be shorter. We could just make them shorter. I'm just saying, honor honor the commitment, and, and honor other people's times if they agree to do something. Okay. That's your scolding. Thank you. I can tell it really made it, it really made a, a mark on you. I'm going to come back in full force next week. Well, you're in full force this week, and it's great. So, uh, all right. Did you? Uh, but the other thing we were talking about when, when we were discussing talking about that was your Charleston tour you went on. Oh yeah, I had a charleston uh weekend with the uh dad and stepmom and how'd that go it went uh well i mean like when i was there i didn't uh really explore too much in terms of like doing tours and stuff so it was nice to like walk around the city and see stuff but it is very like this is like where all the civil war stuff like started and so it's very uh confederate Friendly. Not that you see any, like, Confederate flags anywhere, but, you know, that's where the Dylan Root thing was, which the guy in our tour, like, basically we thought he was going to just skip over all the slavery stuff. He actually, like, did pretty well, like, sh- saying that Charleston had a big role in the slavery because that's where the dock, they docked. Okay. And they sold all the people, like, at their, 
Well, it was like 400,000 slaves or something that first arrived or like went through there. And uh, then at the end of the tour, he was like talking about how they want to tear down all the monuments and kind of like told it from both sides a little bit. I was just going to ask if he had an opinion. Well, he didn't. He's like, you just said like what the options were. Like they're like, all right, do we put a plaque? On the statue that states everything that he did, basically saying that it wasn't the greatest time in our history, but it was our history. Or do they just tear it down? So I guess it's in the, it's still going on in the court case right. or whatever. So did, is he very, the, the person leading the tour, is he very politically correct? Like, is he very good yeah, at he watching was, how he says? Yeah, he was very, uh, he had done it a few times, let's just say. Okay. That. It's good. That's good. I can imagine it's not an easy gig. Yeah. You know, people are very sensitive about a lot of things. Especially things. when he's standing, there's this, like, slave museum there. And, like, that was part of the tour where we just stood outside. Basically, it was like, right here is where they, this exact spot is where they would basically, like, auction, like, auction off the people. And, like. African-American black people are, like, coming to go to the slave museum. And the majority of the tour is, like, white. And he's, like, talking about selling slaves while these black, you know, families are going to see this museum. And this is like, interesting, you know. Like, oh, okay. So how many people were in your group? There was, like, uh, 15 to 20. Okay, how many of them were white? All of them. Oh, do they seem like, hey, this is cool, or are they like... They're like, from all over the country. Like Some people are from like Michigan, so... Did you notice anybody like smiling, or were most oh. people like kind of with their heads down feeling no. shamed? <laughs> I don't think anyone's feeling shamed. They were just taking it all in. Okay. Um, but, uh, so that part was cool. Um, I did get a surprise on Friday night. Remember when we were talking about how Ellen John tickets went on sale for, like, 2019? Yeah. And we said, dude, we might be dead by the time. Right. Well, my stepmother also said, she, like, said out loud, she's like, he might be dead. Like, before that. <laughs> but, uh, so they found out that an Elton John tribute band <coughs> was playing in town. And they got tickets. In Charleston? <laughs> so Friday night, we went to uh, see this guy and his band, which was terrible. The guy wasn't bad. He was, what, he was a decent name? singer. What's the name? What's I he? think it's just called the Ellen John Tribute Band. Okay. I'll, I have pictures. I'll show you. All right. Um, the band was just like, what the hell are we doing here? I felt kind of bad, too, because like, the venue was very small. And it was like half full. Is it almost Elton John? Because that's the name of the website. Mm. Almostseltonjohn.com? Let's see. No. Uh, I'll find it for you. Okay. But uh, the guy went on for like three hours. Finally at, finally at the two and a half hour mark, he, he like went off stage like every four songs to change. One said he did... Uh, Came out in a Daffy Duck costume. Did the whole five songs in a Daffy Duck costume. He came out in the Peacock outfit. 
And then finally, like, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And he's like, hey, if you guys bear with me for like 90 seconds, I'm going to go change real quick. And we're like, nah, we're out. Oh, I was going to ask what he closed with. All right. But we did hear your song. I'm guessing what he closed with was... Uh, Tiny Dancer? No, he did not close with that. That was he, like in his middle. Oh, okay. I think like Mad Hatters. Mona Lisa. I think that's giving him too much credit. Well, I mean, I was trying to think what songs were left. Rocket Man? He sung Rocket Man. He sung all the big ones. Benny and the Jets? He sung Benny and the Jets. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I don't know what songs were left, unless he was coming out to like... Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? No, he did not do that. Candle in the Wind? He did Candle in the Wind. Daniel? Dre- dressed as a duck. He did Candle in the Wind dressed as a Donald Duck. Okay. I'm Still Standing? Yeah, he did I'm Still Standing. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Yep. Crocodile Rock? Yep. The guy played for three hours. He played everything. <laughs> Saturday night's all right. Yep. Uh, don't let this... Well, I wouldn't close <clears throat> Philadelphia Freedom. Yep. Someone saved my life. I think tonight. he opened with that. Okay. I think he opened with Philadelphia. Interesting. All right. So, uh, I appreciate that sentiment that they actually listened to our show and wanted to... That was very sweet of them. Great, now they're going to listen to me. It was um, awful, though. Now they're going to listen to me berating you for not making this a priority. Hopefully, they'll take my side and say, is like, Jason, they we taught saying, you better than that. All they know is they kept saying, it's, it's Elton John. I'm like, yeah, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I was on uh, iTunes, and I looked at the top ten songs. You know Weird Al Yankovic has the number nine song? The uh, Hamilton one? How do you know that? Because I know. <laughs> The Hamilton Polka Party. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's a pretty good song. Um, so I have a bunch of notes. All right. I got no notes, but... No, I do have one note. I saw a movie on the plane last night. Okay. Uh, you want, why don't you do that first so I can go over my... So, they had a whole list of movies for the plane. What do you watch on a plane? Like, what's your... <clears throat> like, what do you... I don't like... I want something mindless. Right, you don't want to get into like like stronger like, was on there, which I really want to see. And yeah, like, I don't want to sit here and like ball in front of like all these people. Okay, uh, you know they had all these like mother. They had mother on the plane. <clears throat> I can't even believe, believe that. I had an argument with someone that that was a good movie recently. I almost watched Bad Moms Christmas. That's a that's a plane movie. Um, but there was like a lot of good movies. There was the uh, the not good, but movies that you'd watch on the plane. Uh, but I picked Geostorm. Okay. So this movie has like a lot of good actors in it. So Andy Garcia plays the president of the United States. All right. We got Ed Harris, who's his like right hand man. Gerard Butler, your girl, Abby Cornish and Jim Sturgis. Pretty good actor. This movie, you want to talk about plot holes? Well, we didn't really talk about plot holes, but this thing had a lot of plot holes. It was horrible. Um, and the Geostorm didn't even happen. Oh, really? <laughs> like, in a disaster movie, you want the disaster to actually happen. So they stopped... You're rooting for the disaster. They stopped the, the Geostorm. They stopped it. So it's all about the I just ruined it. Well, yeah. well, things happen, like, because it's like, what happens is a Geostorm is like when all these different storms come together. So... The storms are starting, but they don't actually, like, combine. 
But I'm sorry, you go see a disaster movie, fucking Geostorm better happen. Yeah, I get you. Um, all right, that's good to know to stay away from Geostorm if, if you were thinking of seeing no, it. I don't think anyone was thinking You know what? I, so my first note, my first note is along this line. How have you not seen the Bruce Willis in Death Wish movie? It just came out. I mean, is that something you're going to see? Probably not. It's got like 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Taylor. I'm not seeing it. First of all, Eli Roth isn't a good director. Oh, it's an Eli Roth movie? Yeah, he directed it. Oh. Um, and who the hell wants a Death Wish movie right now? Probably not the best right. time to be releasing a movie about home invasion, rape, and murder. Um, of females. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's so many other things I want to see right now that that's on the bottom of the list. Uh, my second movie note, and I mean, there's no way you didn't see this, but I'm just going to go uh, humor me with the question. Did you see the announcement for who's in, who just signed on to do Tarantino's next movie? Yes. Is there, like, you think about, like, 10, 15 years ago, is there a trio that you'd probably want to see more than Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Tarantino? Like, that's a pretty sick... And Margot Robbie's probably going to play Sharon Tate. Okay. Well, I just know that, like... And Tom Cruise is supposed to be in it, too. Really? I think so. So, like, you think back, um, the last, you know, like, those are the the guys Mm -hmm. that we all, like, want to be, you know? Like, those are, like... I'm so psyched that Leo and Pitt are going to be in a movie together. I shouldn't be that... Leonardo's, like, plays an actor, and Brad Pitt plays a stunt double. Right. Or something like that. It's great. I love it. It's great. I I just think, like... And they live next door to Sharon Tate. God. It's just something that, like, I shouldn't, as a male, get this excited about, but I am. Uh, I was like... Well, Quentin Tarantino's movies you should get excited about. I agree. Uh, if he can get it made before getting in too much more trouble. Listen. Uh-oh. Here, <laughs> get ready to get your hashtag ready. Jason's got a point to defend somebody. Well, <laughs> listen, she didn't stop. She didn't say no. Who? Uma Thurman? Uh, yeah. About driving the car? Yeah. Right. She could have said, no, I'm not doing it. You got to get a stunt person. She's been in a lot of movies. Quentin Tarantino is like her best friend. But wasn't it more like with him like <laughs> spitting on her and stuff? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's that's more what the, I think the average I thought it was like that, uh. She got forced into doing well, that, it. That was part of it, but she all like like apparently he he like was very abusive to her leading up oh, to okay. that. Okay. Well I don't know that anything about that. All I know is that they were really good friends for a long time. Right. Collaborators. Um, I they both wrote that movie together. I have to say that I try to look at all these sorts of situations with as much of an open mind as I can. He is one case where I'm like, I will try to defend him as much yeah. as I can, strictly based on him making awesome movies, which is very unfair to anybody, you know. But I just really, really don't. I want that to just stop so he can just make the last movies he's going to make because they're I, I, they're so they're always so good. Yeah, um, I said he's only going to make ten movies. Right. This is like the last two, whatever uh, this one and the next one. Uh, last two I have a feeling that Kill Bill 3 is not going to happen. It's okay. I don't think... I think the Kill Bill series is kind of some of his worst stuff. Oh, I just totally disagree. But really? I, what? 
Where do you rank? That's your... my favorite of his. What? It may not be the best, but it's the ones I've watched the most. You've seen Kill Bill more than you've seen Pulp Fiction. You got to think. Yeah. I, I must have saw Pulp Fiction like nine times in the theater. I think I've like, seen, we used to go I've seen every Kill Bill weekend. more than Pulp Fiction. So you enjoy yeah, when that was on TV. I would always watch. You that. enjoy Kill Bill more than you enjoy. I don't think it's a better movie. I understand that's why I'm trying to but work yes, it the way you I, want it. I you enjoy want Kill Bill more than I enjoy. This should be its own Pulp podcast because this is insanity. I would go Pulp Fiction one. I'd go probably Inglorious Bastards two. Um, I'm a Jackie Brown fan, so I'd put that up there. Um, but I understand if other people don't feel that way. Um, and then I'd start getting into the Django world. It, there's, I have some problems with it before I get into Kill Bill. And I go Kill Bill 1, and then I might throw in one or... Like, I think Inglorious Bastards too, like, uh, gets better on multiple viewings. There's just two or three scenes in Inglorious Bastards that I don't, I don't know how you make a better scene than the opening with when he's in... Yeah, Christoph Waltz is just... And then the scene when they're down in the basement. Like, that scene is so... There's so much tension. The dialogue is so good. <laughs> Let me turn off my... Uh, Boy, this is why I miss being in here. Uh, right in the middle hey, of my... that was your brother. Right in the middle of my... Oh, my brother? Why is my brother texting him? Because I told you uh, that I sent him a few people for the stage. Oh, nice. Okay. Was he saying thanks? No, they haven't contacted him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, see, your family, they, they listen to the podcast and they take you to places. My family doesn't even listen. And then they don't even, then they complain to you in the middle of it. <laughs> um, college basketball. Uh, speaking of complaining. Um, yeah, we're gearing up. We're going to march madness. Yeah, yeah. But before, so I wanted to talk about um, for five seconds when North Carolina lost in the last second shot this week. <sighs> and I get a text from you that goes, Wow. All right, in my defense, I was saying wow on the last shot by uh, Barry uh, when he tied it up. And then, like, literally a second later, they, like, threw, it, like, a... Almost a half-court half shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, to be honest, I kind of I kind of figured, because that's not like you to do that. Yeah. But, like, you weren't the only person to say something to me. <laughs> and I was just... I wanted to scream, go to hell to every person. You know, like, my friend went to Duke. He, like, texts me. He's like, wow, that was a tough one, buddy. And I'm like, don't ever. Just don't ever. Speaking about Duke, Carolina, that's tonight. Yes, and it we're is. We're going to be in Frank's dinner, our I'm, teacher's dinner. I, I may sit here and just be late to the dinner. It's it's in my, it's crossed my mind. So this happened last year. It happened the year before that as well. Every We're going to talk to him tonight about this. There's no way he cares. So our teacher from North Carolina... He's the head of the department, not just the, the teachers. The head of okay, the... Okay, so he's the, he was our teacher. Right. And he, he was the head of the department. Right. Regardless, he's from North Carolina. I know, but, but it's important of who he is. Anyway. He should know how important Duke Carolina is to the state of North Carolina. And most of the people that he's visiting are from South North Carolina. True. But this is a guy that is still mad that the radio... Is not our number one form of entertainment. So <laughs> I don't know if he's going to make the, the push. The other thing I want to, before we get into the rest of our podcast, what do you make about Sean Miller versus ESPN? Oh. Arizona's yeah, head coach. about him saying, I don't know. Like, I am so into this thing. 
So they said at one point that they had like video or audio. They of this. they uh, they said. So here's what happened. So and then I, he comes out and he says that he didn't, and then they gave him a standing ovation, which was kind of cool. It was awesome. So <laughs> in the morning, in the morning, Yahoo Sports releases this this article saying that the FBI has um, found like. Payments. Wiretap. Yeah. Well, no, 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 not that. Not yet. Okay. They found Yahoo Sports reports that they found that all these universities—North Carolina, Duke, Michigan State—all illegally paid players and, and, and players that are now in the NBA. Right. And the FBI is saying it. But when so it was like this big deal. Everyone's breaking it down. Oh my god. Then ESPN runs a story that night that says breaking news: Sean Miller. Heard on wiretaps offering a hundred thousand dollars to their best player right now, who's going to probably be the first pick in the draft or second pick. Um, and everyone's just up in arms about all of this. Turns out that the payments they were talking about in like the the the, the Yahoo no the the Yahoo thing they're for like they're like forty seven hundred dollar loans. They're not like huge. You know what I mean? Like to. Now, turns out that the wiretap, ESPN reports that it happened in 2017. Well, he was recruited and signed in 2016. So they changed their story and said, no, it's actually this date in 2016. Yeah, it's well, still... what does the wiretap say then? That still... Wait, but that still doesn't fit when they, this conversation would have happened. They go, okay, then it was sometime earlier in 2016. But no one's heard the... It, it hasn't come out. Right. None of it's come out. And the thing is, is everybody, and this is what ESPN does, and I think part of the problem is because, you know, ESPN's made all these cutbacks, so they've cut a lot of their really good reporters because they cut, you know, their budgets. So now you've got, and I don't know the guy that reported the story, I don't know anything about him, but you've got these guys, they become like... The Forrester Theory right now. What is that? This is your theory. Yeah. They become like BuzzFeed, where they're just going to put out... You know, they're, they're, it's not real reporting. It's like... Clickbait. Yeah. And so they did it to... I think they did it to keep up with Yahoo. And now all these people, these, they're actual prominent people. Jay Billis, Dick Vitale, all these guys that are the faces and names of college basketball for ESPN are all forced to go on the air that night and comment about something they don't know to be fact and condemn it and condemn Arizona... And then the facts start seeming a little cloudy, and Sean Miller's like, "Fuck you, ESPN! You don't have shit on me." And that's why none of these none of these players, none of these universities have been punished because they're like, "Fucking prove it, NCAA, prove it!" Like, um, well, FBI is still doing that. Why is the FBI even involved in this? Is like, I don't. I mean, the whole thing is just stupid. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and like, I like I'm really. I'm almost rooting for Arizona now because I like that they're like, you guys all said we did something that you have no proof of us doing just because somebody said we did it. And you attacked his character and yeah. possibly and, his job. Right. I mean, and he could lose his job. And they just did the same thing with the Patriots like two or three months ago. You know? Yeah. So it's some rough reporting by ESPN lately. I don't know. I guess I kind of always root against ESPN for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I've been listening to that podcast Origins where they break down um, 
it's so good. Everything that happened, like the 30 for 30s and how it all happened and what fell apart and why that like Simmons got fired. You know, it's all interviews with everybody involved in it. It's really good. Um, so those are all my notes, finally. All right. So let's get into, I guess, so today we're going to talk Annihilation, the movie Annihilation. We're going to talk Annihilation. Um, talk some TV. So there's a couple TV things, and then we're going to go over our Oscars, Oscars preview. So let's start with Annihilation. What did you think, buddy? I thought it was uh, it was good. I uh, didn't think it was an amazing masterpiece, as everyone's saying it is. But uh, I thought it was... Well told. I like the uh, non-linear storytelling. And there was some interesting, like, Easter egg things that they didn't really talk about that were in it that we'll talk about. Um, but, uh, and I liked how the ending was left open to interpretation. I don't know. Because my dad thought of one thing, and we, me and I had another whole take on the ending. So, I don't know. I liked it. What did you think? I uh, The only... Uh, I would say that Natalie Portman's acting was a lot up and down in that movie. Uh, my first note is, is Uncle Drew really a movie? Uncle Drew. So I saw the preview. Oh, that is a real movie. It's like a real movie. Somebody greenlit Uncle Drew. <laughs> I just, I couldn't. It took, me, it took me 10 minutes to get over that. I like missed the whole beginning because I was seeing like, did I just really see a movie with Kyrie Irving and Shaq and Reggie Miller yeah. and yep. Chris Webber? Yep. And makeup? That's a real movie. Somebody greenlit that, a studio. <laughs> and so, like, for 15 minutes I sat there and I'm like, I can't believe that that just happened. So it was tough for me to get in the movie. But I did, and um, when I walked out, I thought it should be called Two Hours of Who Gives a Shit. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought of that movie. All right. That's, that's, that's your... Sum up? My sum up is it's two hours of who gives a shit. I don't know. I thought it was... Uh, I didn't understand why they had this whole storyline with the affair other than to have him give a reason why he left her to go to this. Right. Thing. Well, let's start off with what you said about Natalie Portman's acting. It was pretty bad. I don't even know if she was bad as much as she was... I just thought it was so poorly miscast. The, yeah. The scenes when she was in bed... With Oscar Isaac and having, like, those conversations, like, I felt like this was college theater acting. Not just that, but when they're sitting in bed, all I can think of is how many scenes these two, how many Star Wars scenes these two have ruined. (laughs) I'm like, wow, this is two generations of ruining Star Wars movies in bed together. Um... I just think she's totally miscast. Okay. Watching, I don't think she can hold a gun and shoot a machine gun without, like, with with a presence. I don't even think that you need to think that. I think it's, you looked at it and the gun was, like, weighing her down. <laughs> she there's she one had scene, a huge pack on, there's, which is probably, like, 50 or 60 pounds. There's a scene when the mutant alligator comes and she goes to shoot. And she must be shooting 90 degrees up into the air. It's like she's skeet shooting, but it's an alligator on the ground. And I'm like, no, no. Uh, what, what, okay, let's talk about, why isn't this a bigger deal, the shimmer? Like, the government's like... They haven't told anybody. Nope. 
nobody noticed. Like, come on, that it's absurd. Like, I get, I, I get. It. They said, oh, it's, it's, you know. Then they they try to do their best to explain. They say it was like we said it was a toxic spill, but yeah. um, it's growing and it's this area. I mean, forget about the fact of what you're telling the rest of the world, and the rest of the world's ignoring it. Why isn't this a bigger like? Why aren't you doing more to like? This should be everything that you're concentrating. Yeah, this should be like uh, friggin' arrival where they have like all the countries in the world exactly like on video screens, like trying to figure shit out exactly. And I was like, why isn't this a bigger deal? They sent four people. It was like exactly like arrival. It was, but it was like arrival. But hey, we're gonna. It's not that big. Arrival a deal. was better. So then they send the, they send this group of four women out, which I think is kind of cool that they send an all women or five women team. Well. They're sending They don't four. really explain other than the fact that... Do they explain why it's all women? Uh, they made one comment about it, but it wasn't... It wasn't... It wasn't satisfying, we'll say that. But it... But... It's a team of four, and Allie Pat Portman just jumps on. And from the minute she's on, she takes over the whole operation. And everyone's just deferring to her all of a sudden. These people have been there training for this. She just heard of it yesterday. But now she's leading the whole thing. Jennifer mission. Jason Lee's leading it. All right. Don't even get me started on Jennifer Jason Lee. Because <laughs> I want you to get started on Jennifer. Jennifer Jason Lee, and she does she suffer from Forrest Whitaker syndrome? <laughs> like where like so when they introduce Jennifer Jason Lee and Allie Portman sitting in the room and Jennifer Jason Lee, she's like, Hey, what's going on, Jennifer Jason Lee? Why like what why are we here? And she's like, You'd like to know, wouldn't you? You know, it's like, no. Don't talk like in allegories. Like, don't just, just talk to me. You don't need to stare off in the distance and just give me one word answers. There's obviously some serious shit happening right there. Let's discuss it. And why? Let me ask you a question. Why would it be difficult? Why would it be bad if Natalie Portland, if they knew that her husband was I that don't guy? Know. I don't. Well, I guess she should have been like, "Yeah, my husband was that guy. I'm going to find out what the hell happened, happened to, him. to him." Yeah. And I have military experience, and I'm a biologist. Yeah. I've got a lot of things going. I conveniently check off about four boxes you need on this trip. <laughs> um, I just didn't, you know. So the grand spectacle of once you get in with like the tree people and mutant animals, and um, it just wasn't. It was everything was slow to me. And then, it, was a, it was a slow build. Yeah. And the payoff just wasn't enough for that for me. Um, I didn't like showing... Uh, well, let, let, let me see before we get to the end. Uh, lens flares. Oh, yeah. It was a big lens flare. There was a lot of lens flares in this Well, movie. that was the shimmer. Yeah, The right. shimmer like distorted like light and stuff. Um, that was like the whole thing, that it was refract- reflecting light. Yeah, so, I mean, those are, that basically just got out of most Did of Did you issues. notice that the girl who's strapped, first of all, this girl knocks out every single one of these people and then ties them to a chair and gags them. Yeah. She's got to have some strength to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when they're sleeping right next to each other. You think one would wake up when the other person got right. punched in the face. Right, 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 right. She can tie but, really good knots fast. But, like, which was stolen out of the thing. Like, I think about that. If I... Wherever to knock someone out and tie him to a chair, my knot tying is so bad. Like, there's my no... T- my shoelaces are always on. Me that. too. There's no way... I don't even tie my <laughs> shoes anymore. Like, there's no way... Like, you'd break loose in a second. Like, if I, if I kidnapped you... If it was you, acceptable to wear Velcro, I would. 
So, like, you're right. For her to gag, tie up, and knock out four people, it's really impressive. Um, but her tattoo that she had, she had this, like, eight tattoo. Yeah. Somehow went over to, like, transferred onto Natalie Portman's arm. Which they didn't even bring up. No. I was trying to figure out why she well, had one an eight point, tattoo. At one point, she was like, what's that? She's like, oh, it's just a bruise. Yes. And then it eventually, like, turns into that. I never picked that up. And then... Okay. I didn't I didn't realize that. That's good. All I right. guess it was because that was they're all, like, kind of morphing together. All right. I don't know. Um, so... Because well, they touched each other. I guess that was the thing. That their cells are, like, kind of combining. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... I'm Look, I'm I'm glad you like this because usually I thought for sure there's no way you like this, and I, I don't want to come in. And I argue. enjoyed the ride. I understand. I wouldn't say it was a great movie. I haven't talked to anybody who disliked it yet. I've talked to like three people who've seen it. Everybody like didn't tend to like it, so I understand that I'm on my own, and that's fine. You, you, I was so afraid I was going to come in here and sit down, and we were both going to just be ripping on this, yeah. which we kind of were doing. But you but you still enjoyed it, just in spite of these things, and that's fine. Um, so Here's I'm, I'm happy that this also is turning out the way it is. With right, the so let's, yeah, so the let's, mirror. Let's do this. If you're going to see it, fast forward like five minutes. Yeah, a couple minutes. And we're going to talk about the ending of this movie. So the mirror thing. So, couple things. Why didn't the mirror turn into her when it pinned her up against the wall? It's like it only turned into her when. Natalie Portman grabbed the arm and was doing the whole trick with the, uh, with getting the grenade. And right. Stuff. I don't know. And also, maybe it took if that it was mirroring that her, generate, I don't why know. wouldn't it, when she went down to like grab the, uh, grenade, the mirror thing should have like gone down. Right. When she reached, she, what did she, I was sitting there the whole time when it like pinned her. I was like, just reach for the door and open, go two steps to the left. Reach, open the door, and then the mirror, thing, the alien will open the door as well. Yeah. And you can walk out. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's it, nine out of ten times when you show the alien at the end of something like this, it's going to be a disappointment. It's like, just always is. Contact, come on. Yeah. Uh, Interstellar, the worst. Well, I thought that this, the, yeah. The creatures were more impressive than the uh, alien at the end. The bear, yes, the well, bear was good. With the well, the one that had the woman scream, yeah, that was very cool. Because um, it ate her, right? So here's the thing: like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge science fiction fan. I like science fiction, so like, I realize that my opinion is coming from a, a non, you know science fiction person, you know, I'm currently working on some of the science fiction and I'm learning that you have to establish the world bet, you know, like it's something I, I, I don't have a lot of experience in. Um, so there's things that I'm not willing to forgive that you're, that is real, like you're more of a science fiction fan. You'll probably forgive a lot of that stuff way quicker than I will. And I recognize that. So I'm not saying I'm right, but I just didn't give a shit. But overall, Natalie Portman was miscast. Yeah, yeah. I, I was so I was sitting there thinking, like, is she, is she a good actress? I don't know. Um, she hasn't done really anything. Like, 
what movie would you say she was amazing in? So I was just I was trying to think about like let's like if we're gonna let me pull up her IMDb like I would I guess I would start with obviously Black Swan, Swan. right? Um, but but I mean, was she amazing in that or was it just the movie? Well, she won the Oscar for it, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. So uh, that doesn't necessarily Thor. Mean... She was in Thor. Come on, are you really gonna go? That's where you're gonna start. Um, so, Leon. Garden State. So let's start at the beginning. I hated Garden State. The Professional. Professional, she's really good. It's a good movie. Um, Heat, she's kind of a weird story in that. Beautiful Girls, weirdest story of all time. Yeah. Um, uh, but so far, nothing that so you're like... Beef for Vendetta was probably her big starring... Well, wait, because Garden State, you're right. Well, then she got in this Star Wars stuff. Um, we all know how that went. But let's go to, like, did you like The Professional? Mm, eh, not really. I couldn't remember. Um, but, yes, yeah, so then we get into Garden State. I like Garden State. Yeah, I didn't like Garden State. Um, why? Really? Didn't like it. That's weird to not like that movie. I didn't like the end. Um, Closer. You hated Closer. I hated Closer. I loved Closer. I thought Closer was awesome. But at that point, I'm thinking Natalie Portman's this huge star. But I'm, like, looking, and I'm, like, nothing about this is, like, really making me... I don't know why I thought that. But, yes, then V for Vendetta, which... It didn't... It was a... Actually, I mean, it was kind of a... Uh, kind of a hit. Yes. Uh, but I don't love V for Vendetta. No. You know what she's really good in? Saturday Night Live. She's really good on Saturday Night Live. When she did that rap... Yeah. That was really good, and then she did. She was really funny on this last Saturday Night Live that she was on. Um, eh, that's debatable. Ooh. And then she does the Juan Carwai movie, My Blueberry Nights. What is that? It's a, I don't know. It's just it's, you're missing it's some a stuff movie. here. Oh, My Blueberry Nights. Oh, I don't even know. Um, yeah, all this other stuff is just whatever. Your right. Highness. Right. But then you get to, like, Black Swan, where she wins, you know. And, yeah, she's good in that, but... I, yeah, your your highness Thor, another Thor. There's just not... And then Jackie. Did you like Jackie? No strings attached. Oh, oh God. God. That movie. That makes me really dislike her. Uh, that was, that's with Timberlake, right? Uh, no, it's it was with... Um... So, wait... What's his nuts? Oh, it's Kut- uh, Kutcher. Yeah. Action Kutcher. Because there was one with Kutcher and yeah. one with... They both came out at the same time. Yeah. The one with... Uh, I'm going to write that down as a Mila future... Kunis. As a future. The No Strings Attached versus... Uh, what was the other one? Uh, I thought it was Mila Kunis, right? Yeah, it was Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. Friends with Benefits? Friends with Benefits. There you go. Yeah, we they should watch out, those. Yeah, we should compare the those two, which is more awful. Um, so yeah, so the thing is, is like, <laughs> so that's the thing, like, wh- why would we expect Natalie Portman to they be? They were both in Black Swan. Oh yeah, they were. Um, why would we expect them to be good? You know, like her to be good and carry a movie. Like, I don't know why I showed up expecting her to be. I know. You, I don't know. There's something ingrained in our system that says that Natalie Portman's a good actress. Jackie was good, I guess. Yeah. And she still sounds like that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I met her in New York once. I danced with her. I was, like, at a club. 
in like 2002. You mind if I dance with you? <laughs> yeah. All right. How did that go? Um, did you woo her? Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I made the impression. I Well, I walked out of there thinking I made the impression because I was, well, you know what? I was very impressed with myself for even getting in there. You know what I mean? For even trying. But not trying like, hey, what's your name? But like just trying to, to like be social. Because I don't think I would do that now. Um, regardless. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, so that's... now let's get on to some real good actors. Yeah, let's get on to some good actors. Are we talking crashing or are we talking... It's going to say the challenge, but let's go to the challenge. crash. Let's do crashing first. I think crashing is great. I think crashing is great, too. I didn't think the first season was great. This season was pretty good. It is super charming. Yeah. I mean, I like... My favorite episode, though, is, was the one where they go around to the... All the underground. When he's going around with the girl to all the underground open yes. mics and stuff. That's like... When we say that you can't write things, like, you have to experience... Like, only someone who experiences things. Like, you cannot write that. Like, that is something that I don't think no one knows about. Like, that people, like, travel... All night to like different things just to like have people hear them do their stand ups. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just think that they go to like the comedy store, but all these people like really they go to like someone's apartment and they're like doing some weird open mic where they're just like doing it for people, like 20, 30 people. And um, I think she adds a much needed, she was very, you didn't realize you needed her, but. The the, uh, the new girl. Yeah, what's her name? Irish. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, whatever. Um, but she she really um, is like really refreshing to this. You know, it's you can only watch The Loser so many times before yeah. it becomes like, all right, dude, are we really like Silicon Valley? Finally, this last episode, you know, he starts getting some success. You know, mm-hmm. that was really cool the way that that happened. Um. Yeah, that whole uh, conversation that they have about him, like, selling out and hurt, basically saying, what are you doing? You know, this is not what we're supposed to do. He goes, yeah, you're supposed to be making money. I don't want to work at fucking Cold Stone Creamery. Right. I'd rather get paid doing stupid shit, even if it's not the stuff I want to do. So eventually, I can do, like, the mo- the comedy things that I want to do. I mean, because that's what we all really yeah. suffer from. You know, like, we're all doing, you don't want to coordinate no. You know, I don't want to work on video game conferences, but it's a means to an end, you know? Um, I'm a hundred percent, like, I, so I'm looking back at the, the whole season. The first couple of episodes I didn't love, I, I thought it was like a little too extreme. Like his situation was just, everything was like way over the top. It's the opposite of what you're saying, where you said like, what, part of what made that, that episode so good is that you lived through that. Him... Leaving his wedding ring in a bag full of drugs with a bomb threat is just way over the top. And having to live with his ex-wife's boyfriend, you know, that whole thing. I didn't know we were doing a season recap. Well, I'm, I just have it in front of me. Okay. Because I was going to talk about the Artie episode. Well, we, okay, but I mean, I'm not doing a season recap. I'm just, or I am, but like. Okay, go through it. Good interruption. Well, the season's not over yet. It's, but it's the finale, so we're, we're like talking about it before the finale. I didn't realize this was a finale. Yeah. Well, let me ha- let me handle this then. All you? right, fine. 
the Bill Ep- then the Bill Burr like thing. I think that's where things started changing, you know. And uh, I don't know. You broke yeah, the concentration. Yeah. No, I love the uh, Bill Burr when he like uses the uh, or he videotapes him. Right. Because that was like, oh, that's a big thing with comics about videotaping their sets before they're like ready to go on stage, you know? Right. So what That's you, why they tell people, you know, they yell at people for filming them while they're up there. So let's get into the Artie episode. So wait, I, I, was, I went back because I remember on Facebook, because you love social media. Um, Do I? You like to post a lot. Um, I don't post that much. What did you, you posted something about crashing and it's gone now. I posted something about crashing. You did, you quoted something. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite line. When, what, he, when he said... Why'd uh, you delete it? I didn't delete it. I didn't, couldn't find it on your page. Oh, he said, uh, candy canes. The only candy that's made out of a medical supply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that was funny. That's good. I was trying, because I knew whatever you wrote, it was something yeah. like that. Um, I was like, you don't see too many candies made after medical supplies. <laughs> So what do you so what do you think of the Artie episode? I thought it was a good statement for Artie. I mean, it's a sad it was a sad episode, but basically at the end they said basically Artie's telling everyone to stop trying to fix him because he doesn't want to be fixed. This is why he wants to live his life. And uh, I thought that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Because I wonder how much of a say, because it was written by, that episode was written by Judd Apatow and um, Pete Holmes. And I was wondering, like, how much of a say Artie had and how he wanted that to play out. Right. Do you think that, okay, do you think that that's really how he is? Yeah. So you think he's probably still on heroin and everything right now? Did you see that picture? Remember when I sent you that picture? Yeah. He got his ass kicked? Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a mess. He's also <laughs> lost a shit ton of money. Yeah? From not being on Howard anymore and doing probably big venues and... I don't know. He's doing podcasts. I mean, I'm sure he still has some cash, but... I don't know. Don't worry about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, it turned out great. I mean, I, I didn't... I Did you love season one of Crashing? Um, I'm glad they brought it back. Let's just put it that way. I didn't, I didn't love it. You know what I do love? That's coming out this week. I love love. That starts this week. It does. I, okay. So I put that on my top 10 list of TV shows before I finished it. And that was a mistake because I would take it off now. Why? I did not like the last two episodes of that show. It became so annoying. I don't remember what happens in the last... They, like, broke up because they were doing the long-distance thing because he was working on a movie. Um, And she started to find herself. Like, she was enjoying being herself, and you know? And so uh, it just got annoying. just turned into, like, complaining for an hour. And I was like, I... That's not what I want for my TV show, unless it's Seinfeld. Well, hopefully they change in season three, the final season. Yeah. Um, so, um, one show that we do also enjoy and complaining. Yeah, we haven't talked about this in a while. So it's our old show, The Challenge. Uh, the Challenge. So, uh, I've got a lot of notes on The Challenge. 
I have a feeling we're being interrupted here shortly, so we're going to get through this soon. What do you mean? People are coming over. Oh, exciting. It's 4.30. Um, so, my first question is, do you know who anyone's vendetta is? Yeah. Or why people... Why people's vendettas are who they are. Some people. The only one I know is like the Leroy thing when she did the burn vote, and it turned out that Leroy wasn't. She, it was the second pick, so she's like, "You can't burn a second. What the hell? Um. So you know you, you're following all these vendettas. Not all of them, but I know some of them. Okay. Like I know Cara Maria and. Kayla, I understand that one. Because that was from last season. Um, I know Devin hates Johnny Bananas. Oh, yeah, that's... I know the Corey Johnny Bananas. We're, we're gearing up for a nice Johnny Bananas-Devin battle. Are we gearing up for a nice one? Let's get that guy out of the way. Like I, I'm not saying a nice one. I'm <laughs> saying it's going to be a good one. Why? That guy Devin's like 150 pounds soaking wet. And Johnny Bananas is like a six-time champ. All right, let's talk about this format. How do you feel about the format? I'm loving everything about this season. All right. Do you like... Okay. What do you feel about that the Troika, which is... I hate when they say Troika. I don't know why. It's That's just, a word you just don't like? I don't like it. Beautiful. That is now in the vernacular. <laughs> what do you feel about the Troika knowing what the elimination is going to be before they vote? No. That was new. That's the first time they did that, right? This week? No. Every single time they go into the elimination ring and then they vote. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't realize it till this time. They do the uh, Inquisition, and then they go to the friggin' elimination, and then they, and they vote. decide there. So, how do you feel about that? Um, I guess I would prefer it didn't, but I'm 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 okay with it. Okay. Why you you don't like that? No, I think you should just like they would have they have to vote the person in before they know what it is. You know what's funny? I'm going through this. I don't know if I know everybody's vendettas. You're right. <laughs> As I'm looking, I just want to I want to be on the record so that you know that so that you're right on the record. Yeah, I don't know everyone's vendetta. Right. Um, but I don't I don't know. I get what you're saying, but don't you feel like when they used to announce it ahead of time, MTV kind of was always gearing their their um, challenges around who was going to be in it anyway. Like, yeah, I guess, you know, like that's what, all right. So I don't know. Let's talk about a few people here. Okay. Oh, what did you think about my favorite elimination was when they brought the, the four champs back to fight the other four. And then whoever got eliminated, got eliminated. So I like that, except that I really liked, um, Joss, the guy that lost to Derek. And it was kind of Derek, bullshit that he lost. Well, Derek put up a fight. Oh, 100%. He busted his eye, too. But, I don't know. It's, I don't like it because, like, you're not competing against those people. You're competing against the people here. I, I just, uh, whatever. I'm fine okay, with it. I, I understand your... Uh, I, I just, I, I, I didn't like that guy going home because that guy was a monster. He was a monster. I think he'll be back. How does Sylvia beat that MMA girl and then quits because of a cult? Because she has a cult. I loved that MMA girl. Melissa? Yeah. I liked her. I I thought she was fun. Like, she's good for the show. She is a disaster. She is really a disaster. That whole thing with her and uh, Nicole was so fake. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like I liked this week when they put Nicole in because, uh, and the Troika, because they were like, we, she's on, she's like on everybody's team. So yeah. let's make her pick somebody's team. Smart. I like, I like when they discuss that because yeah. now I understand some things I didn't understand yeah. in the game. Like, Bananas is pretty good. Like, I know he wins all the time, but when you hear him explain that and you're like, why wouldn't you just pick the three people who all like each other so they, one of them's going to go? Yeah. And he's like, because I know where they all stand. I want to know where she stands. We're not going to call her name, but she's going to have to tell us who's back, you know, who she's with. And I'm like, ooh, that is, that is nice. All right. So what do you, so let's talk about Jemmy. Why? Jemmy is flying under the radar here. She knows that. No one ever is bringing her up in anything. She never goes into the elimination. She's freaking, she just quits during challenges, challenges. And she tells TJ, you're going to, if you have a problem with it, take it up with my mom. Do you remember that? She quit that, uh, that car challenge. I heard also, I found out that they did that car challenge over two days because when, I forgot who it was, like, I think it was, um, Zach when he jumped and he broke the windshield. Yeah. They had to, like, stop it and repair the car. Right. People are going to That was wicked. That, that challenge was awesome. Yeah, that was a good challenge. It was, challenge. like, that was a good challenge. Um, so... She's just such a non-factor. She, I don't need. I know any. she can. She's going to lose to anybody. Um, I don't know. She's just flying under the radar, and I don't want her to get to the finals. Um, all right, so uh, let's go through some more people. Um, Devin, this Devin, this guy, banana, that guy just talks and talks and talks. Like, I do like. Do you he, think that uh, he really believes this, or do you think he knows that's how he gets camera time? Oh, he knows how to get the hammer time. Right, but you think that's what—that's all it is. That's right? all he is. Yeah. He's like—he doesn't really think he's—he's like... he's a soundbite guy. Okay. And also, I do agree. I'm glad that bananas like called him out for like berating all the uh, females. Wait, yes, because he does do that. Yeah. Um, Maria. Now that which one's Maria? She's the blonde one. She's. You mean Marie? Marie, sorry, Marie. Oh, the ma- she is. Yeah. The, that was the best line. She who basically quit again. And she was stuck in the bathroom. Yes. What did Zach say? She like looked like she was like doing the walk of shame after a night of drinking. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. By the way, that puzzle they had to do was a joke. Yes, it was. It was like an actual puzzle. No, it was like something I give my yeah. Ne- nephew. That's what I mean, it was an actual pu- like it yeah, wasn't like figured this like, out wood right. puzzle. Um. You know who I absolutely so I'll, I'll do, rather than just start bringing up random names, I'm just going to tell you some people I'm rooting for and I'm rooting against. I am really rooting against probably my new least favorite person is Cam, that girl I don't Cam, like Queen Cam Killer. She gives herself all these nicknames. She hasn't really done you know. No, she hasn't done anything. She yeah. Uh, I, I, so I'm rooting strongly against her. This guy Kyle, big tatted guy, uh, the skinny tatted guy. He's he's gotten I'm hooking up with Karma. Right yeah, now. he's really put himself in a nice position. Yeah, you know he's re- he's he's going to wind up in like the finals somehow, and he's not going to really. Up, he's making out with Marie, which was a yeah, it was a mistake. That was a mistake. Um, um yeah, he's putting himself in this nice position. Um, Tony's turned into like a an actual player. Tony, Although, Tony needs to win for his kids. Tony's big speech about that's Michael Jordan. 
I'm Scotty Pippen, and this is Dennis Rodman. It was one of the most embarrassing. That was embarrassing things I've ever seen somebody like deliver. Um, who is your money on right now? Well, first of all, let's talk about Kayla. Uh, okay, that sh- that girl has no friends. She's she cannot make friends. She doesn't know how to get on anyone's side. How is she still in this thing? She is one of the dumbest people. Like she's just a really not smart person, you know. She really is a not smart person. When she was like trying to like go up to everybody and like become friends with them now, yeah, like after everything. And she's like really good. She's like she's beautiful. And I don't like so that. The, like, there, there's a person named Kaylee and a person named yeah, Kayla. Okay. I don't like that. But so like, you know, she's she's really good looking. She's really good um, at challenges and everything. She should be a, she should be like dominating this shit. But she's such an idiot and such an asshole True. that she finds herself in trouble every time. I'm with you. Um, Leroy. That's another guy I think just floats under the radar. Like, How does that guy like blow out his like lungs and come back like two days later? I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That guy will never win. No. He's just like... He's not really good at anything. No. <laughs> he got better at swimming. Yeah, but that's because he like was yeah. drowning. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it could get worse. Um So yeah. Okay, who else you got? That's all I uh what do you think of this uh new girl Natalie who's hooking up with bananas? Well I think that you probably have the hots for her because she's she's definitely your type. She's she's good looking. She you know she was a uh, cheerleader for the I think Dolphins. Okay. I think so. Yeah, she uh she was a cheerleader. Um, I she's attractive. I think, but I think she's going to get herself in trouble. So right now, who do you have winning it? And uh, oh, oh, go ahead. I, I figured no, it no, out. No. That's uh, that's fine. Who do I have winning it? I mean, I gotta say, um, bananas is going to be there at the end. He's uh, just got too big a target on it for me. He's got too big a target on his back. I think that somewhere that catches up with him. Do you think Brad is going to like just muscle his way to the no. end? No. That guy is insane. I think Natalie is going to be... I, I don't know. I think Nicole, maybe. I think Nicole can definitely... I think there's it. only one winner, right? Other than the fact she sucks at... Uh, Anything no, that no, I think there's a male in No, I think there was just one they said this year. Oh, really? I think so. Nicole uh, is terrible at puzzles. Last season, she just wanted to rip the puzzle and take it with her. She's not... Yeah, right. She's not very smart. No. I I think my money's on Zach. That guy's played this perfectly. Okay, yeah. He's had a good... He wins. He's got a good run. He wins. He stays under the radar. He, like, doesn't cause any rifts. You know? Like, he he says the right things. I think that guy's learned how to win this game. That's, That's who my money's on, is Zach. I like it. Um, I'm trying to think who's still in. Um, there's so many people that are gone. Well, I'll tell you um, one thing I learned. Um, so you know how Corey, our favorite, our least favorite, was dating that girl Alicia, and they both were like the first and second people out. Yeah. Well, I guess after he got kicked out, he got home and found out that he had gotten. Um, this girl from an earlier season pregnant and he now is a kid with another contestant. Okay. 
Um, and what I learned, I, it randomly came up in my YouTube feed. I guess my YouTube knows what I like to watch. <laughs> and I watched this video of Corey ranting about how he's an awesome father and MTV lies and all this. And then I learned that in the first episode, there was a guy named Eddie on the show. He'll be in your, in your list. And his vendetta was with Alicia, the girl that he was dating, uh, that Corey was dating. Um, but I guess he assaulted some women or something and was kicked off the show without anybody, without it ever being in uh, a storyline. Okay. I don't know if he assaulted, but something went down, some kind of harassment, and he was kicked off for it without it ever being part of the show. Okay. Yeah. Some inside scoop. So why wouldn't they take his picture off this thing? I don't know. But he was in because he was in the first episode. I don't remember. No, I don't either. I know. I guess he did Cam and Alicia. All right. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So, all right. So uh, last last we're, we're in Hollywood. We're close to Hollywood anyway. Um, and the Oscars are going on down the street from us. Hopefully, it's going to be a nice day tomorrow. I'm sure they're not worried. They're worried about that. Um. What do you think? Is it going to rain tomorrow? I don't know. That's not like really. <laughs> All right. So who do we uh, who do we like tomorrow? I heard we I heard some uh, that there's a slow build for Get Out for Best Picture. I okay. still don't think it's going to beat either Shape of Water or Three Billboards. But do you want to start off with Best Picture? Sure. Why not? Okay. Because uh, I think everything else is pretty much wrapped up at this point. I don't see anybody losing anything else that's supposed to win. So, I mean, we could go... Some people are saying Timothy Chalamet might be a good bet in Best Actor. I, I don't think so. Gary Oldman's... Yeah. Uh, he's winning that. Uh, I tried to parlay a bunch of them, but they they won't let me parlay. Yeah, I'm going to make a bet. <coughs> and I don't like Shape of Water, but I might bet it for Best Picture because it's plus 140. So, here's what I've learned. I've learned that Get Out is an L.A. movie. Like, it's people like it in L.A. more than they like it anywhere else. I, I heard this on a podcast. Um, and that The Shape of Water is a New York movie. And that's why people like that movie so much. Um, and you're either in the Get Out Lady Bird camp or you're in The Shape of Water Three Billboards camp. Lady Bird has no fucking shot of winning. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, listen, it shouldn't win, but if it wins, that Jared Clayton's going to post that on your Facebook our, our yeah, page again. It's not winning. Um, I put some money earlier in the awards on Dunkirk because I got it at five hundred to one, now or fifty or fifty to one. I'm sorry, fifty to one. Now it's thirty three to one. Well, I have it at twenty five the one here. Okay. Um, so I threw ten bucks to win five hundred. I'm not gonna win. But at the time I also threw some money on three billboards because it was at plus two hundred at that time. So it was two to one. So that's where my money is on right now. Doesn't mean I I'm not I would if I was gonna guess I'd say three billboards wins, but I'm not very confident. Well, I'm going to put some money on Shape of Water. And Get Out? No, I can't put money on Get Out. Why? It's five to one. 
Because I don't think it's going to beat either a Shape of Water or three billboards. But you just started the segment by saying... All right, fine. I'll put money on it. You don't have to put money on it. But you did just start the segment off by saying that you that's what you were going to do. I said No, I said that there was a... Push. Okay. A push. For Get Out. You were doing master st- uh, storytelling. You were leading us one way True. while doing something. I understand. Sleight of hand. Way to go. Sleight of hand. I'm putting 25 bucks <laughs> on uh, Shape of Water plus... 140 to 135. Well, if you go on Sportsbook, it's plus 175. Okay. I don't have money on that one. (laughs) Um, Is anyone... So, basically what we're saying is, you think that that it's... The best picture is wide open. I think that that's not... Yeah, it's not a definite what's going to win. What has a chance? Three billboards in Shape of Water. That's it. That's it. Okay. I saw Phantom Thread again. I I would like to redo my top ten and move it up. I think that movie's like the best. Second yeah, time I is plan better. On, uh, I plan on revisiting some things. Because you realize that it's funny now. Like when you didn't before. So you know like you're... Oh yeah, it's definitely funny. Right. But it, when you watched it the first time, you didn't, you, didn't, you, weren't, yeah. you didn't think that. So you're like, am I supposed to be left? You know? Um, it is, yeah. I, I, I... It was awesome. Um, what else? Um, so, best actor, we're saying there's no way it's not Gary Oldman. Best actress, there's no way it's not Frances McDormand. Uh, no, Frances McDormand's definitely winning. Best supporting actor, is there any way it's not Sam Rockwell? Uh, no. Supporting actress, Allison Janney for sure. Um, yeah, probably. She's won everything. And then Best Director, is it definitely Guillermo del Toro? I don't know. I don't think it's definitely Guillermo del Toro. See, I do. I think it's definitely Guillermo del Toro. Um, what about the guy who did Billboards? He's not even nominated. (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to log on. It's like having some issues here. Well, why don't you take care of it after the podcast? Well... I'm trying to, like, look at the nominees here. Well, you can do that without logging on. Oh, uh, here. Yeah, no, Christopher. <laughs> I think Christopher Nolan should definitely be in the equation. That's a hard movie. I agree. Um, but Guillermo del Toro seemed to win, like, everything. Right. TGA Awards and PGA Awards and all this stuff. Now, on your site, do you get, like, best, um, like, screenplay and all that stuff? Uh, yep. All right. So, what else? What other odds? Best win, best screenplay adapted. Call me by your name is the favorite. Minus fourteen hundred. Everything oh. else is uh, pretty high. Mudbound plus seven hundred. Molly game plus sixteen hundred. Disaster artist plus eighteen hundred. Logan plus thirty three hundred. It's kind of tough to take any of those other ones. Yeah. It doesn't have uh, original screenplay, which is weird. Why would it have adapted and not have uh, original? Oh, here it is. Get Out is minus 200. Interesting. Because I think three billboards is going to win that. Okay. So what's three billboards then? Plus 185. Maybe that's a better place to spend your money. All right, what else? I think that's a better place to spend my money. Um, Lady Bird is plus 500. Shape of Water plus 2,500. The Big Six plus 3,300. Usually I find whoever wins, usually, not every year, whoever wins best screenplay was the best movie of that year. 
Like the real best movie. Right. I think um, I'm going to bet three billboards. All right. What uh, What other fun bets you got on there? Well, the fun bets are how long will Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue be? Over nine minutes or under nine minutes? I'm not, I don't even know where to go with that. I'm not, I don't want to do the research. How long will ABC's official broadcast be? Three hours and 35 minutes is the over-under. And it's probably scheduled for 3.30. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think I'd go under. All right. It's even. No, it's minus 140. To go under? How what, many times will... What's the over? Over is even? Yeah. Hmm. Because they may not want to cut people off because of all the protest shit this year. Okay. How many times will Jimmy Kimmel say Trump during the official broadcast? Over under is one and a half. He has to say the word Trump? He can't just say the president? It looks like he has to say Trump. Because, I mean, over one and a half seems like a lock. Yeah. He's going to be brought up a couple times. Yeah. So, uh, what's the... Minus 175 is over. Hmm. Under is plus 135. Hmm. Might even be worth taking the under just in case he refers to him as the president instead of saying Trump. Because I think he would generally say the president more than he would say Trump. The person who may not be named or whatever? Is it that Kimmel will mention or that he'll be mentioned in the broadcast? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I think I might take the under. Yeah, I think that might be a good idea. I mean, he's going to refer to him a bunch of times, but I don't know if he calls him by name. Well, if he just says it twice in the opening monologue, you're doomed. I'm going to take that gamble. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else? Last one is, will any winners be bleeped during their accepting speech during the broadcast? Yes is even. But wait a second. Do they have to be bleeped or could they be like cut? Yeah. like That counts, right? Yeah. Does it does it say anything about that? No. See, here's the thing: is why I don't like these kinds. It wouldn't of be bleeped. It's just they drop the sound. Right, they drop the sound. So that counts as a bleep. Yeah, I think so. Yes is even. I I I think that the Sam Rockwell and Flo- Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand, yeah. I think this is our bet. Okay. If you think that bleeping is, the I think same, bleeping. I like bleeping. Okay. I like it. Um, if I can sign on. All right. Well, that's not for podcast time. Uh, anything else with the, the, the Oscars? Um, I, are you... I'm, like, really nervous because I, like... I like agree with most of the movements that people have right now, but I don't want to hear three and a half hours of it during the Oscars, you know? Yeah. Like, we've done this every award show. And here's the problem. It's not that everybody's going to talk about it because someone's going to bring it up and they're going to bring it up very well. Like they're going to say something really um, smart and eloquent and something that makes you think. And you're going to be like, yeah, it's really good. But then there's going to be for every one of those people, there's four or five people who are just going to yell nonsense about it. Yeah. And that's the problem because then it all waters down. Um, Well, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that uh, at least, we get a funner broadcast. A funner. A more fun. I don't even know which is right. Yeah, I don't even know what's right. More fun than the Golden Globes, because they took all the fun out of the Golden Globes. Right. So, like... Was let, all, everything was so serious. Let's hope that that was that, and this is something a little more... 
exciting. I don't know. There's definitely going to be some political shit going on tomorrow. Yeah. What are you doing for the Oscars? I don't know yet. All right. I'm going to a friend's house. Scalp some tickets. Yeah. Imagine. All right, buddy. Yeah, good well, to see you. Good to see you. I guess we're going to go uh, yell at Frank for having uh, his dinner during the Duke Carolina game. And uh, then we'll come back next week and talk about the Oscars. That sounds good. Later.